Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and football. I'm your host Matthew and this is going to be a sort of 2020-21 to preview season but it's more specifically going to be uh, 8 reasons to be nervous for the upcoming 20-21 to season and 3 reasons to be excited for the same 20-21 to season. Uh, so, yeah, I sat here for just a couple of minutes, about ten minutes or so, just, just writing some stuff down, uh, went and got a picture for, for the, for the post for the podcast or whatever, had a bit of a thought, you know, about, uh, what else to write down and stuff, um, and, uh, I know there's a bit of a, uh, imbalance of ratio here, because you've got eight reasons to be nervous and three to be excited, which doesn't look great, but, a lot of the, a lot of this hinges on the second reason to be nervous, which I will obviously get into these reasons as I go through the podcast. But we all know the situation kind of at the end of the day. If uh, a lot of these issues could probably be taken care of if the Glazers sold the club and if Ed Woodward was not the uh, chief executive. That that's really at the end of the day. That's what most of this comes down to. To be to be quite honest, because it would mean more signings. It would mean we're better at negotiating for transfers, and well, we, we'd presumably get somebody in who actually cares a bit more about the football club. So uh, yeah, we all know that that's kind of the situation at the end of the day. That's been the situation for years. But let's get into these reasons without uh, delaying any th- anything further. So reason number one, which what I just kind of alluded to a minute, lack of signings. We've had just one signing so far in this Premier League season, which is a bit of a disgrace to be honest. And we've been linked with, well, we're we're always linked with everybody. We're we're even linked with Lionel Messi this summer, which is ridiculous. Uh, but you know, football is going to be football, and paper paper talk is out there, and rumours and speculation. And uh, players, quote, reportedly, which is a terrible word to use, uh, come into Manchester United. But that's, you know, a a different thing, whatever. Uh, So, lack of signings, just one. Um, Donny van Van der Beek um, from uh, Ajax, of course, the the Dutch footballer, um, who is looking pretty exciting, actually. But uh, we'll get into van der Beek a bit later, definitely. But um, one signing... um, just just a bit of a bit of a disgrace really we could have easily already got i think his name is regulon Re- regulia or something um the the, the left back from real madrid that we, we've been linked with because of course we've been linked with him um tiago from i think he plays for bayern munich at the moment who's also been linked with liverpool who for some reason haven't got him either i don't know why um but we've been linked with those two as well of course those those look to be tiago regulon or whatever his name is, and um, Jaden Sancho look to be the three current targets. Could one of them sign in between this podcast and October 5th? Sure, one of them could. They all could. They all should really get signed, to, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, lack of signings, just one. We've been linked with other players. Of course, there was a lot of talk, I think, yesterday and over the weekend about alternatives. We shouldn't be looking at alternatives to Jaden Sancho because we should be getting Jaden Sancho. That's, I mean, we're Manchester United, are we not? You know, uh, we we should be. We shouldn't be thinking, oh, we can't get Jaden Sancho. Yeah, we can. We shouldn't need to look at alternatives, but that's the situation. And of course, Gareth Bale's name comes up because his name has been linked with Manchester United for years at this point, which I think would be. He's not the worst player in the world that we could get. He's a bit old at this point, but 
Would we rather have Gareth Bale or Jadon Sancho? I think I'd know who I'd rather have at the club. Uh, I think Bale's a great footballer. I haven't really, I haven't really seen much of him in the last three years, to be honest, since he sort of left <coughs> uh, Tottenham Hotspur, gone to Real Madrid. But um, from what I remember, he's still a good player, and I've still seen some bits and pieces of him uh, at Real Madrid. But no, nothing to really say whether or not I think he's the right I I don't think he's the right fit and obviously we shouldn't be looking alternatives like I said to Jaden Sancho because we should be buying Jaden Sancho. Uh so lack of signings that's number one. That's pretty much all I've got to say about that. Linking directly into probably everything here. Number two, the Glazers still own the club and Ed Woodward is still the chief executive. We know that this is the big the big block at the football club, isn't it, really? Uh, you know, you you get new owners in place, you get a director of football, you get Ed, Ed Woodward out of the club um, in some way, shape or form. You get new owners in there, you get a director of football, you get a good chief, chief executive. And things will start to change for this football club if that happens. If that ever happens, that might not ever happen. Um, I mean, they won't own the club forever because they're not going to live forever. But um, yeah, at least for the next good few years probably unless somebody unless somebody offers some probably ridiculous amount of money uh for the football club um i don't know the football club's worth a lot of money they're still gaining a lot of money from the football club which is a bit of a shame and i don't say this in a sort of jokingly way or anything i know that cancer is something very very serious um and of course we did recently lose chadwick bosman uh the black panther actor to cancer but the Glazers are, in a certain way, a cancer to the football club because they are sucking the life out of this football club in the way. Um, so yeah, but you know, respect—excuse me, respect to anybody who does have cancer. Um, you know, it's a horrible, horrible thing to go through. So I don't say that in any sort of joking way. I just want to make that quite clear. Um, I, do, I want to make that very clear. You know, I have respect for anybody who's fighting cancer. It's probably quite a horrible thing to go through. I don't know firsthand because I've never had it, luckily enough. I'm very lucky not to do so. Just So I just I just want to make that clear, you know. Um, I have respect for the situation, but they are, in a certain way, a cancer to the football club. Uh, number three, Harry Maguire, who was recently found guilty of assault um, in Greece and I haven't heard anything actually about uh, what's going on with that whole situation but yeah um, it seems to he got charged found guilty he was in the friendly last weekend against uh, Aston Villa that we lost 1-0 for some reason we played a friendly instead of our first game of the Premier League season but that's not an issue with the football club that's just an issue with the scheduling and the organisation but yeah number three Harry Maguire I don't think he should be our captain. Um, I don't know why he was given the captaincy in his first season. I don't know why he's a candidate to be the captain. I think his performance in the late the, the last stage of the season was terrible. Uh, I think he should be stripped of the captaincy and dropped, put on the bench probably. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I I think it's time to choose a new captain. A lot of people are saying Bruno Fernandez. You know, I I I respect that, but um. Uh, I don't know, I don't want, Bruno's already got most of the creative pressure on him in this team, along with Paul Pogba, but um, I just don't want to put too much on Bruno's back, so to speak, so I, I, I don't know who should get the armband necessarily, but that's another issue with the club, tying, tying back into lack of signings, we have a lack of leaders in this club, in in the, in the squad, sorry, um, so 
yeah, what can you what can you do? But uh, Harry Maguire is definitely the the number three reason to be nervous for the season. Um, I think he looks nervous. I think he looks shaky. I think um, it's it, it's odd, isn't it? We brought him to be the defender that clears you know clears the crosses, gets his head in there, and you know heads the ball out of play, and also to score headers from corners, which he did once last season. I think it was against City or Chelsea. I can't remember who he scored that goal against, but um, yeah, just just not a great performance. Granted, he could come back this this season. Well, in like a few days' time, to be honest. You know, Saturday half half five, uh, Crystal Palace kickoff. Um, but uh, yeah, I just don't have much confidence in him at the moment. So yeah, but um, that's number three. Number four is left back and defence, which is a different issue to Harry Maguire. He can't be our left back. I wouldn't put him at left back. He is part of the defence, but we need that sort of left-sided centre back or left-footed left back, which Williams isn't. We we need some sort of cover for Luke Shaw. Is is what I mean. And Harry Maguire can't do too much about that himself. Um, yeah, we've been linked with that Regulon or whatever his name is. I think that would be a good idea. Uh, we could also potentially look at the academy or, you know, spend some money on, on a couple of players. I don't know. But that's definitely another uh, reason to be nervous for the season. Because um, although although I do rate um, Brandon Williams fairly highly for, for his age, I think he's doing a great job. I just uh, with Luke Shaw's injury prone situation and we just need a left footed centre back other than Twanzebe who also gets injured a lot as well I like Twanzebe a lot as well uh, but both of him and Luke Shaw get injured quite a lot so we just we just need a bit of backup for both of them really so that could be that could be a good option as well Number five, uh, you probably knew that this was going to be in here. Jesse Lingard, Andres Pereira and Phil Jones are still at the football club with no exit in sight, really. There's been no discussion about either of them leaving or any bids from anybody or any interest from any particular club. Um, so they're still there. I still don't think any of them are good enough. Um, I think they've bo- they've all had a good amount of time. Uh, I do think that... Um, I think Pereira is the youngest out of all those. Jones is near 30. Lingard's getting near 30. Pereira's about 24, 25 when I last checked. So he, he's still got some time to go away somewhere and have a good career somewhere else. But I don't. I think all three of them have had a very good chance at Manchester United to prove themselves and just haven't taken that opportunity. And I think all three of them should leave and we should replace all three of those players. Um... But uh, yeah, no, no exit in sight for for either of them, and uh, that's just that's just a bit of a shame. So it looks like it looks pretty much to me like I, I mean, I think it's guaranteed that for this upcoming Saturday game for Crystal Palace, the squad that we've got now with um, Sanchez gone, Van der Beek in. Uh, I don't actually know what's happening with with Chris Smalling. That's a bit of a weird situation. Um, that looks like the squad that we're going to go into Saturday's game with. Whether or not that's the squad that we have by October 5th. It, it, it will wait wait to find out. Of course there's you know transfer deadline day. Which is usually kind of crazy in that. But we will see what happens with that. But uh, yeah Lingard, Pereira and Jones are still at this football club. And there's been no no transfer news. No interest. no Not even any sort of rumours or anything really. About either of the three of them leaving. And they still have a contract at Manchester United. I don't know how long their contracts still are. Because I, I don't manage to usually find out that information. But yeah. 
that's the situation with that. Number six is no Jaden Sancho. I kind of talked about this a bit earlier with lack of signings, but they're, they're kind of a separate thing in, in in a way. I know that a lack of signings ties into Jaden Sancho not signing, but uh, we've been trying to get this player for about a month or something. I think it's 45 days or whatever. Um, player, uh, the player agreement thing has been has been reached. Personal terms, sorry, with the player has been has been reached. Agent fees have been agreed. Contract has been kind of agreed, from what I understand. Um, the player wants to join the club, but the transfer fee itself, the one hundred and eight million, which I hear now, one hundred eight, one hundred ten, one hundred twenty, it's all about the same amount of money, really. Um, has not been agreed and. Tying back into number two, the Glazers, who just don't like to spend money. Fair enough, that is a lot of money to spend on a footballer. It's not, you know, 600 and something million, which is Lionel Messi's uh, release clause, which is just insanity that we won't talk about here. Um, but, uh, yeah, no Jadon Sancho. He would be a vital cog to the system, I think, to, 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 to get the uh, the gears going, so to speak, or to, to get the to get the train fully up and running. You know, he would be a good piece of the puzzle, so to speak. Uh, for that, I think it would provide great attacking options. Um, or he, sorry, would provide great attacking options. You know, swapping him with Mason Greenwood on the right. Greenwood could play up front. Jadon Sancho could start on the right. Martial could be rested and then you've got the left-sided options Rashford and James which I think are great and yeah you could the, the team could flow really well with those options but no Jaden Sancho yet I do not think that this deal is going to happen I think that for some reason we will wait until next summer because uh, I think he's got two years left on his contract from what I what I hear sometimes I hear bits and pieces about player contracts and sometimes I have no idea but uh, last time I heard he's got two years left from the start of this season um, excuse me, remaining on uh, on his contract, and it looks like we're trying to go for the usual. Hey, wait till he's got one year left, and his value has gone down. But you know what will happen next season? Um, when his value goes down a little bit because he's got one year left on his contract, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Man City, PSG, all the big teams are going to be in for him because he's a valuable young prospect player. Well, not even a prospect player; he's already proved himself. But you know, he's still got. Uh, time to time to grow and learn and all that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, no Jaden Sancho yet. That's another reason to be nervous. Number seven, no Paul Pogba contract yet. There has been discussions about he is happy at Manchester United. He is going to be staying at Manchester United, but he cannot stay at Manchester United if his contract eventually runs out. And I believe that I heard last season that after after the previous season, so going into this next season, he's got one year left on his contract, which is. A dangerous situation to be in. I hope that this gets sorted out. I remember. I very specifically remember. You know. I don't remember every single thing I say on podcasts. But. I remember some stuff. I remember when the team really started to click. And we had the Pogba. Matic. Bruno combination. And it really started to work quite well. And I said on that. At that time. Get this contract sorted out now. And that was probably a month ago. Or longer than that maybe I can't remember when I when I can't remember when I said that but it, it it was recently it was about a month ago and nothing has been done about it yet at least nothing has been announced to be done about it yet and we can't assume that it has been done because it hasn't announced to be done so no Pogba contract yet I think again another vital piece of the puzzle to the team I think he's really clicked in well now um, I was calling you know last season for him to be sold for him to leave because 
he wasn't settled into the football club. But it's pretty clear now at the moment that he is settled in. I do want him to stay at the football club because he seems to be settled. He's playing well. He scored a couple of goals. Clicked in really well with the team. And I do want Pogba to stay. But you need to get that contract sorted out because he can't play for us. If his contract runs out, it's it's as simple as that. It's just the way that that works. So we need to get that sorted out. And that's another reason to me to be nervous for the upcoming season. Number eight, the final reason that we had to pay for Sanchez to leave. We paid, I think we paid Sanchez himself because we didn't pay into Milan. Um, we paid Sanchez 10 million because of his ridiculous 400,000 a week wages. I think what happened was... What was it? Inter agreed that they would keep him, you know, permanently if his lo- wages were lowered. But then we, for some reason, had to pay ten million. I guess we didn't have to, but we we agreed for some reason to pay ten million to like pay off the rest of that hundred thousand, whatever it was, uh, that the hundreds of thousands that he would have had in his contract. So that's not a good sign when you pay yourself, you, the club itself. When the club itself pays for a player to leave, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit embarrassing, isn't it? So, <clears throat> um, but that's the situation. That's the situation. Sorry with that. So uh, before we get into the three reasons, I've only managed to come up with three. One of them is quite a big reason. Uh, before I get into those reasons, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get into some housekeeping. See you for that in a minute. Hey there, I'm Aaron Holman, host of Eye to Eye, a weekly podcast talk show all about passion. I have this passion and this fire within me that burns brighter than the fire around me. Hello. With performing, there's always a story to tell, whether it's my own or not. And creativity. I go, he's more than cute, he's creative. All with an LGBT twist. Make sure to check out Eye to Eye, that's E-Y-E, number two, letter I. And rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in today. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it, there's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Gualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Gualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the, in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk. And to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts. 
and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, I did a podcast with Barry. He returned to Entertainment Talk and we discussed and ranked our top 5 best PlayStation 1 games. And we also had a bit of a discussion about that particular era of video games, which was uh, really quite a lot of fun to do. I really enjoyed doing that. So if you want to know what our top 5 and some honourable mentions are for the best top 5 best PlayStation 1 video games, you can check that out. Uh, Let's Play Sunday is number 52 for Marvel's The Avengers, another video from the from the beta and everything. Diabolical 7, a podcast for The Boys, Season 2, Episode 4, which was the most recent episode. Season 2, Episode 5 will be on Friday, and I'll be back for that. And uh, so that's that podcast as well. You can check that out on iTunes, Spotify, Podcast Services, and the website, The Diabolical 7 for the boys on Amazon Prime. Uh, did a skip rating review for Ghost of Tsushima. Um, Robert was on, was on the podcast with me and did give it a don't skip rating. So we had different opinions on the game, which is perfectly fine. But that's the PlayStation 4 exclusive uh, Sucker Punch developed Ghost of Tsushima, which is the new game from them. So we did a uh, full review for that. Did a full review as well for the New Mutants. Finally got released in cinemas or theatres, as uh, some of you like to call it. Um, so yeah, don't skip for the new mutants. Uh, Robert was kind of meh on it, but I really enjoyed it. So uh, you can check out that uh, full podcast as well. Uh, the Breaking Bad podcast has kicked off. Um, the Becoming Heisenberg podcast, which has all been recorded and edited and scheduled, uh, the first season at least. Uh, so over the next well six weeks now, uh, there'll be a new uh, there'll be a new Breaking Bad podcast. Released every week on Wednesday at midday. So just the, the same schedule that Classic Reviews was on. But uh, for Breaking Bad this time instead. So the Season 1 Episode 1 podcast for the pilot is out and available to listen to now. And then look out tomorrow for Episode 2. Uh, last week on Gaming Talk we talked about... Uh, not Yeah, we talked about Super Mario. But uh, Nintendo's very weird treatment with his anniversary. And the 3D All-Stars game that they're going to be releasing. So we talked about the weirdness behind that. Uh, talked about some other stuff as well. Crash Bandicoot 4 is adding Tawana as a playable character, so that's fun. And uh, we talked about the Xbox Series S. Uh, we have since then had information on the Xbox Series X, but we didn't have that information at the time. So we only, only talked about the Xbox Series S on that podcast, so you can check that out as well. Did chat podcast for uh, August 2020, discussing how the month went. It went pretty well. A little bit of talk about public coronavirus stuff and uh, some other bits and pieces. And also talked about Entertainment Talks plans for the fall and the autumn season. Uh, for the pretty much from now until the end of the year, the Christmas season as well, um, and our plans for that particular time of year. So you can have a look out for that as well. And that's everything we've been doing on EntertainmentTalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into reason number one to be excited: the attack. Bruno Fernandez, Marcus Rashford, Anthony Martial, Mason Greenwood. Um, you can include Paul Pogba, and then of course the one in between the defense and the attack. Uh, Nemanja Matic, who is the holding player, but is sometimes part of the attack. But, you know, the the majority of the team that you've got there, uh, Pogba more so than Matic, because obviously Pogba's the more attacking player. But, yeah, it proved to be very, very effective last season. Martial, Fernandes, Greenwood, um, Rashford, and then you bring into the mix, you know, 
uh, Dan James at some points to bring on for Greenwood or for, for Rashford. Uh, it's just the bench to, to kind of worry about because when you get past that, you get into the Lingard, Pereiras and Joneses or whatever of the team and that's where things start to fall apart a little bit. You have got, you know, one matter who's still a fairly decent player and stuff, but yeah, just, just those players alone, Pogba, Fernandez, Greenwood, Martial and uh, and Rashford are quite uh, exciting to, to look for. So yeah, we'll see how everybody kind of clicks into place for next season. And uh, see how that team kind of develops. It's just like I said. Once you take out one of those players. Things start to get a little bit worrying. Because as I said earlier. No Jaden Sancho. Only one signing. Etc etc. Uh, reason number two to be excited. Joining the attack. Or some part of the midfield. Uh, Donny van der Beek. Who I already talked about in the previous podcast. Because that's when he signed for Manchester United. Uh, saw some bits and pieces from him. In the highlights for the 1-0 defeat against Aston Villa. He looked good. He did. He did look quite good. I did watch, um, I think it was like a compilation sort of video, like a five minute one or so, uh, of him doing some stuff for uh, for Ajax in obviously his previous seasons. Looks like an interesting player. He really does. Um, looks like he's confident on the ball, looks good on the ball. Um, his passing looks kind of good. His shooting looks good. It just depends on, I mean... We want we want there to be competition for places. I think the team is a little bit too comfortable at the moment with everybody kind of feeling solidified in in their place in the team. Uh, so I think Van der Beek is going to go in there and really kind of shake things up in an interesting way. And to me, like I kind of said at the time that we signed him, when you look at that midfield three, Fernandez, Pogba, Matic, and you have the options on the bench, Van der Beek, Fred, McTominay. Who's the other one? Yeah, Van der Beek, Fred McTominay. Um, and you look at that and you think, okay, if Bruno's tired, injured, or, or, or needs to be rested or whatever, you can probably put Van der Beek in that slot. Because um, he seems quite versatile as well. Like, he can play in a lot of different positions, which is really, really good, actually. Um, to me, the alternative to Pogba is Fred, because he's kind of the more box-to-box player. And then the alternative to Matic is kind of McTominay, to me. I mean, you can have Matic... Next to, I think that's a good thing about our holding players as well, is all, all the two that kind of sit back. You can have a mixture of um, Van der Beek, Matic, Pogba, Fred and McTominay. I think all five of them can kind of play there, which is really important because I remember last season when we had Fred and Pereira there because we were out of players to play and uh, things weren't looking very good. So uh, it's good that he's joined the team and uh, that he can play pretty much box-to-box holding player or kind of in that attacking role, um, which is a very, very useful player to have. I would bet that he could pro- potentially play out wide, maybe, if we needed him to. So we'll see how that works, but uh, I'm I'm impressed so far with uh, with what we've seen from him. So uh, we'll see how things go on Saturday. I'm going to assume that he's going to, well, he's going to obviously either be on the bench or starting uh, on Saturday. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's looking in- interesting with, with, with that, so... The third and final reason to be excited for this season, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I think he has created the best team that we've had since um, post Sir Alex Ferguson. And I know that uh, some of the Sir Alex Ferguson team, obviously, from the 2013 team, 13 team was kind of left over to David Moyes. But the team didn't work as well obviously in that season given what happened that year but I think you know once we've kind of got cleared of of all that 
of all those sort of players and 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 we kind of really moved on from that era and you know we had van Gaal and Mourinho when we had david moyes and and all the, all those managers and everything i've been the most confident i think in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer out of the three of them now granted Ole's got his problems every manager's got their problems the biggest problem to me that Solskjaer's got is he makes substitutions far too late and that's definitely a problem makes them in like the 85th minute when he could be doing that in the 70th minute so although a minute ago I said like yeah Van der Beek could come on for one of those three midfield players and kind of mix things up and shake things up or whatever um he needs to bring him on earlier now I think he's made the team the most confident it's been since Alex Ferguson I think that the dressing room is in the best place it's been I mean I haven't you know been in there but it, it it seems like you know the message that we've got and some some little videos of the dressing room that we've seen of uh the lads if you want to call them all the all the team sort of ha- having having a good time being in good spirits i think uh is is really really important as well because it's not just you you can't run a club where it's like all serious and doom and gloom all the time yes we're manchester united yes we should be competing but you've got to have some bright spirit in the team as well otherwise everybody's going to feel too bogged down and under pressure and everything I think that's kind of what happened under Mourinho really everyone felt too too pressured to to do things and yeah things just didn't go very well so the team feels in good spirits yes the team could be playing a lot better but that's a, a kind of a different issue um as well but uh yeah I I, I certainly think he's created the best team since uh, the the Gunnar Solskjaer days, especially you know the first eleven, the bench, like I said, is a different question entirely. Um, you know, likes of Lingard, Pereira, and Jones still kind of hanging around, but uh, you know we got Fred, McTominay, Van der Beek in there, and uh, think things are looking slightly better. So th- there we go. Um, but uh, those are my eight reasons to be nervous, and three reasons to be excited for the upcoming season. What do you think? What are your reasons for being excited? And nervous for the upcoming season, let me know. Uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK, there's contact page and information in your show notes. And one specific question I want to ask Do you think that we will either sell somebody else, doesn't matter who, he, who, who it is, what it kind of does, but in terms of my question, will we sell another player and will we sign another player? Just do you think we're going to do at least one of either or both? I don't think we're going to until I think we're going to sell one player and buy one player on deadline day or buy transfer deadline day but I don't think that's going to happen until transfer deadline day Uh, I, I think that we will sign possibly one out of those three players that we're linked with or Gareth Bale on loan no I don't think that'll happen I think we'll sign one of those three players that we've been linked with on transfer deadline day and if I was to guess, it, I think it's going to be the left back, uh, Regulon, if that's his, if that's his name. Um, I think we're going to sign him, and I don't think we're going to get Jaden Sancho. I think Thiago is either going to stay at Barcelona or maybe go at Liverpool. I'm not really too bothered necessarily. Uh, I don't think he's going to come to Manchester United. I think that we're going to get rid of one player. Um, I, it, it's kind of looking a little bit like that's going to be Smalling. So I think we're going to get rid of Smalling. And I think we're going to sign Regulon, or whatever his name is, um, in the left-back position. That's what I think is going to happen. I think that next season, I, I think Sancho's going to end up going somewhere else. Because I think he's going to stay at Dortmund this season. I think the next season he's going to leave. 
and he's going to go somewhere else. I don't know where that's going to be. It could, could be a whole different bunch of places. Uh, could be that Neymar goes back to Barcelona and Sancho goes to PSG. I don't know. That's just kind of a rough sort of prediction. But that's what I think anyway. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully we sign all three players. Hopefully we sell Lingard, Pereira and Jones. Hopefully we get Pogba a new contract at least. Or something along those lines. We shall see. But anyway, thank you all very much for listening. You can find everything that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. If you want to support the podcast and Entertainment Talk, we are on Patreon. You can have a look at the $1 and $3 level tiers for instant podcast, ad-free podcast, and review options as well. Uh, Amazon affiliate link if you want to buy stuff on, stuff on Amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend it won't cost you extra iTunes feeds please rate, review, subscribe to those that will really help us out so search for entertainment talk on your favourite podcast platform um, what else is there uh, yeah you can find David on uh, geektown.co.uk of course for Geektown Radio and um, all your latest TV and film news Geektown Radio on Tuesdays there will be a new episode at some point later today I don't know what time because he's dealing with it and not me but uh, you can look out for Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays for your up to date reliable TV and film news uh, Bex is streaming daily over on Twitch uh, she did some funny cat stuff yesterday um, but you can find her over on Twitch she's streaming daily if you search for Trista Bytes that's Trista B-Y-T-E-S that's Trista Bytes B-Y-T-E-S uh, for geeky gaming and chatter and also all sorts of fun weird stuff so go and check her out over there um Word of mouth, you can tell people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds as well. Uh, Call social media, Facebook, Twitter, different Facebook groups if you can. Do that as well. That really, really would help us out. Uh, Let's Play Sundays is back. Check those episodes out on Sundays. Um, And we will have something quite exciting for you on this uh, Let's Play Sunday coming up. Hopefully, it will be a Crash Bandicoot 4 video. So, look out for that as well. Thank you very much for listening. Let's hope we beat Palace on Saturday and that we sort something out. (laughs) <laughs> for for this upcoming season we'll see how we get on but uh come on you reds we will see how we get on but uh i will be back oh yeah podcast schedule i will be back let's say by the latest of monday i don't know my saturday something is is going on on saturday sunday i don't know but by by the expect a podcast on the crystal palace game latest of monday that's the rough sort of schedule so keep keep your eyes peeled But uh, anyway, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.